Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I commend to you a word of our Lord from the Gospel of St. Luke. Jesus said, Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Please be seated. Thank you. <laughs> Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is also out of place because it's the Thanksgiving text. Thanksgiving's not for like another month and a half, and this is sort of like listening to Christmas music in October. If you start too soon, by the time Christmas actually gets here, you're going to be sick of it. And I can't start asking you to be more thankful in church yet. Otherwise, by the time the turkey gets here, you will be all out of thanks. Especially in a story where all ten people get healed, even though only one was actually thankful. Does the encouragement, the commendation, let's be honest, the guilt trip to be more thankful, it kind of wears thin, doesn't it? I mean, honestly, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed, all of them, even the ones who didn't turn back. And it's a good reminder. God doesn't reserve mercy for those who earn it. That would make it something other than mercy. That would make it for people other than us, who really only have enough thanksgiving to do this thing like once a year. Go and show yourself to the priests. They'll offer sacrifice for you. Blood will be shed for you, and the priests will tell the truth about you. You are clean. You can leave the leper colony now. No more separation from the ones you love. No more must you cry out unclean so that your public shame would protect people from getting sick just by being too near to you. You can go home again. You can see your family again. You can live. I'd run too. And as they ran, they were healed. All of them. And you can call them ungrateful if you want to, but the thing is, they took the first steps in faith. They weren't cleansed until they started going. But they were clean by the time they got there. And the miracle pointed to who Jesus is. This is our God, who makes the unclean clean again, who restores the relationships that sin has destroyed, who sheds holy blood for what is unclean in you and in me, the stuff that we hide for fear of shame that is easier to let boil inside of you until your insides rot than to tell somebody else it exists, the sin that splashes out way past where you ever wanted it to, and for the people that just run dry on things to feel thankful for. The miracle pointed to Jesus, just like the temple, just like it all. It was all pointing to the one who was traveling to Jerusalem to shed his blood to make us clean. And it's not new. The job of the temple was always to point. The sacrifices, the rules, all of it pointed to the one atoning sacrifice on that cross. The altar pointed to the one meal that would be placed here for you to eat and drink. The architecture, the art, all of it. 
There is something to be said when you walk in a room and you can tell it's a church. And I suppose there's something to be said when you walk into a room and you can't. We always point to what's most important to us, wherever we go. I can walk into your living room and I will tell you what's most important in your life in 10 seconds. And then you'll feel awkward because it's your TV. Here, we hang what's important front and center. Here, we dress up the bricks themselves to remind us God is here. And it's a gift. It's beautiful. Look what we believe here. See a picture of what is given here for you. There is something potent in that, and it's good. But sometimes I think that we forget that it's only the job of the bricks to point. We see the beauty, we see the shelter, and we believe that God is in the bricks and not in the word. God is in the architecture and not in the sacrament. We believe that we couldn't actually be church without the bricks no matter what happens to be said or given here. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the bricks are a gift. But the temple is Jesus. Always was. Always will be. We have been given a treasure in this place that the early church couldn't even imagine. We have art that they could only describe in words. We have safety that even today other congregations don't enjoy. But all of us, no matter when, no matter where, we share in the same hope and we worship at the exact same temple because that temple is Jesus and Jesus is here for you. Jesus is here for sinners in word and in sacrament. When he was hidden inside of catacombs as people gathered by darkness in ancient times before believing what we do was legal, Jesus was there and so the temple was underground and it was dank and it was smelly, and it was dark, and it was dangerous, but it was the temple in all of its beauty and majesty because Jesus was there. He stands even today, risen from the dead, as firebombs destroy the bricks that pointed to him in the Middle East. But that temple is the true temple of God, even among war and strife, because Jesus is given for sinners. And that same Jesus is here for you, in body and in blood. It was God in the flesh that all of those bricks pointed to. It was God in the flesh that spoke to lepers and cleansed them. And that same God in flesh and blood is given for you to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of your sins, for the cleansing and the healing that miracles and bricks could only ever point to. The fullness of every last miracle is given to you here. And this is what makes it the temple. Everything points to Jesus. But if Jesus is not here, we are in the wrong place. No matter how beautiful or safe it feels. So rejoice. Rejoice, because right now Jesus makes himself present for you. Rejoice, because the world isn't as safe as it should be, but Jesus still puts the temple where we need it. And then rejoice when you look around the rest of the world, because right now, if you travel to where the old temple was in Jerusalem, I'm pretty sure you'll find a mosque there, huh? I don't know, I kind of dig it. I truly do, not because of the false religion thing, that's bad, don't do that. It's a bummer. 
I kind of dig it, though, because you can build whatever you want there, but Christ is still risen from the dead. You can build whatever you want there and say whatever you want there, but it cannot put my Lord in the tomb. And it cannot stop my Lord from being here for you, here for me. God is still cleansing. God is still healing. God still is fixing what is broken by sin. So is no one found to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? The thing is, he just saw the truth. The true temple that would be torn down and rebuilt in three days, it stood right before him. It healed him. And so that's where he rejoiced. That's where he knelt in front of the temple. He gave thanks. And the proper understanding. He went back for more. That's really what worship is. Going back for more. That's what worship comes down to, of all the stuff that we bicker about. The temple is not the bricks. The temple is not even the tradition. Both of these are good, but they are good only because they point to Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, that is the true temple. And so thanks be to God that we have the tradition. And thanks be to God that we have the bricks, because we are the kind of sinners that might not realize what that Samaritan saw. But Jesus is here for you. Rejoice and give thanks. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.